0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast. Each week I focus on topics related to mental health and discuss ways to help you deal with issues like anxiety, depression, shame, guilt, PTSD and more. I've spent the last 30 years researching the mind-brain connection and mental health. I worked with patients who suffered from traumatic brain injuries struggled with anxiety, battled with learning issues and often worked with families to resolve major relationship and communication problems. In this podcast, you will hear the advice I gave to my patients and the techniques I developed and used to help them find healing. My goal is to give you simple, effective and practical tips and tools to help you take back control over your mental, emotional, and physical health. Before I begin today's discussion, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has supported this podcast either by leaving a review, spreading the word, sharing episodes with friends and family, and posting about this podcast on social media. I love reading your reviews and learning how I can make this podcast even more helpful. Now back to today's podcast. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about three food and nutrition-related tips that will boost your mental health and make you happy and calm. There's such a lot of evidence and research around the gut-brain connection. Our emotions and our gut are totally connected. In fact, your gut has as many neurons in it as your spinal cord, and there's a constant talking between your brain and your gut. And your brain is where your thoughts are stored. So what you're thinking about is talking to your gut and your gut is then talking back to your brain. So we really need to recognize this relationship in terms of mental health because one of the quickest ways to boost your mental health is definitely to address your diet. And when I practice clinically for 25 years, this is always one of the first things that I would address with my, with all my patients. I would always, as part of their taking a history, I would always ask them about their diet and what they're eating and try and get them onto a real food diet and low processed sugars and that kind of thing. And it makes an immediate difference. It doesn't mean that you can only work with food. You have to work with your mind. Remember, I always talk about the mind-brain connection, the mind-body connection, how our mind works through our brain and our body. So you have to work on your mind and you have to work on making sure that you look after your brain and your body. And that's why we can't not look at food. And just the mere fact that, you know, when you change your diet, it has a, it's a fantastic and quick boost for your mental health is great to know. So here are three fun, easy tips to apply. May take a little bit of discipline, but that can really help boost your mental health and also boost your ability to learn and process information and build your brain, which is so, so important as well for mental health. Tip number one is find a seat while you eat. When you are sitting, your taste buds actually work better. And you want your taste buds to work better because when your taste buds are working better, it means that your body is actually going to be releasing a flood of neurochemicals through your brain and your body that will increase your feelings of peace, calmness, happiness, and that it then influences your digestive system, which will then work more effectively. So you'll digest the food better. You'll get more nutrition from the food. You get a whole burst of feel good chemicals moving through your brain and your body, which makes you feel happier, more peaceful, and your taste but play a huge role in this whole process of enjoying food and and helping you to be less depressed, less anxious, etc. So what's so interesting is that when you're standing, this puts a lot of stress on what we call your pituitary thalamic axis, your HPA axis, which is the different parts of your body that work together to control your stress reaction. And stress is actually good for you. Stress helps when, when you're thinking correctly. Stress may, it may, will actually work for you and improve how your body functions. But if you're thinking in a toxic way or eating in a toxic way, then that actually puts a strain on your HPA axis and it doesn't work as well as it as it should and sitting versus standing when you're eating has a big influence on your HPA axis because when you're standing, you put a strain on your your um, balancing system, which starts in your ears. Your inner ears help with your balance and your posture. And that then sends a message to your HPA axis that you are actually in a state of physical stress. So then you have less blood flowing to your gut and more blood flowing to your physical posture and less blood flowing towards working and oxygen working towards releasing chemicals and things that make you, the chemicals and the hormones you need to make you feel calm and happy. When you sit down, all this reverses. So there's a very strong biochemical reason and medical reason and brain reason why we should sit while we're eating. But there's also is another reason in addition to all these neurochemical and biochemical reasons why we should sit while we're eating. And that is to do with food choices. When your taste buds are muted, you don't get the full flavor of food. This can lead to poor food choices. You may eat too much. You may eat too fast. You may eat in a rush that your digestion is affected. This can make you feel bloated and uncomfortable. And there's so much energy going into the into this whole process that I've just described that a lot of the enjoyment is taken out of eating. And then you can start setting up toxic associations between eating, the pleasure of eating, and rushing and it starts messing with the whole digestive and gustatory system and the the stress system in your body. This can have a negative mental health impact because we're supposed to enjoy our food. A lot of our mental health comes from our taste buds helping us to enjoy our food and setting off this whole chemical reaction in our brain and our body. And then there's the whole communication aspect. Sitting down to eat a meal together is really a very social and healthy way of building deep, meaningful relationships. When you sit down, you tend to connect better with people, there's better eye contact, you slow down, you eat slower, you can talk, you can build relationships and that's really important for your mental health as well. Standing makes this quite difficult. When you're standing, because of all the physical stress on your body that I have already described, that you you, your more energy is going into that than it is into you really making eye contact and really focusing on the conversation. I mean, just think of it. When you're really getting into a deep, meaningful discussion with someone, you generally don't do it standing. You'll often say, come, let's sit down, let's chat, or you'll just automatically sit down. And that then helps you to focus all your energy on that communication moment. Now let's move to tip number two. Tip number two is to do with your gut microbiome. Your gut microbiome is actually a great mental health therapist. Did you actually know that the average adult has one kilogram of bacteria in their gut, which is approximately the weight of the human brain? And this gut microbiome, more and more research is showing us, plays a massive role in our mental health. Now, we've known for many years that the gut microbiome plays a huge role in digestion and breaking down of foods and so on. And that's why when people go on antibiotics, you always got to have some probiotics because the antibiotics kill the good bacteria and you need to replace those and that can have a huge impact on the whole ecosystem of your gut. But there's also this growing body of research showing that gut bacteria influence how we think and feel. There's even research showing that it impacts Parkinson's and autism and there's just so many links between the gut microbiome and so many of these problems that people experience. Even the physical structure of the brain is influenced by how, if, how healthy our gut microbiome is. And when we, what we're thinking also affects our gut microbiome. So they've actually started showing the link between toxic thinking and, that, and how that negatively impacts our gut microbiome. So your thoughts can have a negative impact on your gut microbiome. And if you eat toxic foods, that can affect your gut microbiome and make you not, not feel great done a lot of research showing that when you eat the modern American diet with its high processed foods and foods that aren't real and food-like products, that this reduces the, uh, the, uh, the strength and the functionality of the, mi- the gut microbiome and causes an upset in various different proteins and the way that the blood chemistry works. And that can actually cause a lot of damage in the brain as well, which can set you up for the dementias. So this is a very exciting emerging field of research and something that we need to pay attention to. We're seeing research from around the world. For example, research from UCLA shows that a selection of gut microbiomes appear to be intricately linked with regions of the brain associated with mood and general behavior and that there's a strong correlation between thinking and the gut microbiome we're also seeing that there's great research coming out of Harvard, Yale, Shanghai, Jiao Tong University School of Medicine showing that probiotics, adding probiotics to your diet is an excellent, excellent idea along with prebiotics, but also to what it works even better is to combine probiotics, prebiotics, and a real food diet. You can get Natu- you naturally can get prebiotics and probiotics from foods, and there's a great uh, a lot of, there's a lot of, of sources on um, online. And also, if you look in my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart, I've got a lot of information on this and lots of references related to the gut brain connection and the importance of eating a real food diet, which will then also help to increase the amount of prebiotics and probiotics in your in your body and improve the health of your gut microbiome. Another thing that works really well is it's very important if you're going to take probiotic supplements and prebiotic supplements, they work really well together, prebiotic and probiotics, is to take them at night because when you're sleeping at night, your brain and body are physically regenerating. So that's when you're going to get the most benefit out of the probiotics and prebiotics. Your body, as it's regenerating, will really use them and really build up your microbiome for the next day. Digestion is a big problem for so many people I meet today. And without strong digestion, you'll battle to reach the level of mental health and performance you deserve. A balanced gut microbiome, something the right probiotic can help you achieve, helps turn the food you eat into nutrients your brain can use. While there are countless probiotics out there, there's one from a company called BiOptimizers that I have found to be especially impressive. It's called P3-O. P3-OM helps with protein digestion, which then helps deliver more essential amino acids and other nutrients to your brain, and help with neurotransmitters that boost your mood and mental health. You can get a free bottle of P3-OM shipped out today by going to www.p-3-o.m.com slash leaffree and use the coupon P 3 om The link will be in the show notes. You know I talk a lot about how important the types of food you consume can contribute to your brain and overall health, and tea has been shown to really boost brain health, contribute to longevity, and also help reduce anxiety. Ever since I've discovered Peak Tea Crystals, I now incorporate at least a cup of tea into my daily routine, and it's really been helping improve my mental health. Peak teas are made from organic, high-quality tea leaves and ingredients sourced from around the world, delivering up to 12 times more antioxidants than any other tea on the market and are also triple toxin screened. Their teas help give me the mental clarity, sustained energy and focus needed while doing research and podcasting. Peak Tea packets are also very convenient. I always have a few of their sachets with me when I travel. Get up to 20% off their teas and free shipping by going to peaktea.life slash drleaf or check the show notes for my special discount. So tip number three is an interesting one, and it's really focusing on the importance of controlling carbs, carbohydrates, but more specifically and especially the process kind that you find in things like the modern American diet, which we know is not good for us. Anything that's food-like and processed and that has a very high level of processed sugars is extremely damaging to mental health. Does all kinds of very damaging things to the neurochemicals, the hormones, the structure of the brain, the different parts of the body, the different, uh, different elements of the different organelles inside the cells, all get affected by high processed diets. And these have a direct link to our ability to control our emotions, to think effectively, to to learn, to build memory, to process, to even just control how the ups and downs of our emotions and to be able to process them correctly. So I'm going to dive into a few things. There's some a little bit of science I'm going to get into, and I'm going to try and make this as simple as possible for you. But I really want to hope, I really hope this will help you understand the importance of eating real food mindfully, which I speak about extensively in my book Think and Eat Yourself Smart, where I do have, as I've mentioned already, lots of references to help you dive deeper into this. Okay, so here are some of the main reasons why low carb or controlled carb and reducing processed junk food as in the modern American diet can help improve your mental health. So carbs basically break down into sugars and an excess of sugars in your bloodstream means that there's going to be an excess of sugars in your brain. Your brain does not like excess sugar especially of the processed kind. In fact it's really toxic to your brain and to protect your brain Your brain has a lot of protein, and the proteins literally grab the sugar to try and control the reaction that the toxicity that this excess sugar has in the brain. And as the protein bonds with the sugar, it forms something called AGEs, which are called advanced glycation end products. Your brain and body can get rid of these to a certain extent, but if you are eating an excessive amount of carbs, especially the processed bad kind, you get these AGEs tend to build up. AGEs standing for Advanced Glycation End Products, which are the results of the proteins trying to stop the sugars and bonding with them. And a lot of AGEs literally kill cells in your brain, and when that happens, it affects your memory, it affects your ability to pay attention, it affects your ability to focus, it affects your flexibility of thinking, the ability to process information. Your neurotransmitters get affected. It can make you feel depressed. Excess sugars. There's been a very strong correlation between excess processed sugars and and depression and anxiety. So just think about: Have you ever wondered why? Your child perhaps can't concentrate in class if they've just eaten the modern American diet for breakfast or lunch, which is excessively high in bad carbs. Or well, they've just had this huge rush of these processed sugars in the brain. And that's caused these these AGEs, which are like these little ching, chewing gum blobs in their brain. And that's going to affect their concentration. We need to be much quicker to change diet than Label our child with a learning disability or concentration problems, it is really one of the first things that I would address, and I mentioned this already with my patients is what kind of diet they are eating when a child was or an adult was referred to me with concentration or attention or learning problems so cutting out processed carbs and eating a healthy controlled carb diet can really stop this what we call glucotoxicity inside the brain over time it becomes excessively damaging and can set you up for all kinds of problems like the dementias and long-term depression and increased learning problems and so on. So it's something that can definitely be addressed through diet. Another thing that excessive carbs do is that they really mess with our insulin levels. And persistently high insulin levels mess with a very important function in the brain. And that is that we have little doorways or receptors that receive insulin through the brain And the brain needs insulin because the brain needs, without sufficient insulin, the brain cells can't turn glucose into energy. So when you have too much ex- too many excessive carbs you get too much insulin and then the brain the little doorways can't open anymore because they start getting flooded with this insulin they get damaged then the brain doesn't get enough insulin into it and then that the brain doesn't get enough energy and this can lead to very sluggish what we call sluggish glucose metabolism in the brain and that in turn leads to very sluggish type thinking that feeling of just like you're tired all the time and your your brain needs a rest and but it doesn't seem to be able to rest and you feel like you're thinking is just slow and then you get this kind of nagging, you know, nagging angst and like anxiety and edginess and that's very, very often related to a lack of enough insulin inside of your brain. Reducing of excessive carbs and eating controlled carbs can reverse this because it protects your brain from progressively reduced energy levels. Another thing that this excess bad sugar does from the modern American diet and too many even too many good carbs can can have this kind of effect is inflammation and inflammation sends a signal to the brain's immune system that there's something going on that there's a problem and then the immune system of the brain will respond by sending out little soldiers which are called inflammatory cytokines to start healing the brain and that's that works that process is all excellent to protect you so let's say you do have a day where you where you cheat, where you have, you do eat some processed carbs from the modern American diet, or you do eat too many carbs, then your brain will protect you and you'll have this inflammation process happening. And it's a bit like a tent, the, the old-fashioned battles, where they would have the hospital tent on the battlefield and the wounded would be taken there to manage their wounds as best possible. This is what's happening. The inflammation is kind of like a little tent that is built in your brain so that healing can begin. So the assumption is that, you know, you'll stop eating the carbohydrates, the the excess processed carbohydrates. But if you continue to eat them, then the inflammation, the, the, the brain gets completely confused. The immune system of the brain gets completely confused because now the message is, oh gosh, there's more and more damage. There's more and more. I need to send out more and more cytokines. And eventually there's this big confusion of a constant flood of cytokines. And then the brain starts attacking itself and you get what we call an autoimmune response. And that can cause tremendous damage in the brain. And a continued process like this is definitely gonna set you up for the dementias. It's definitely going to increase levels of feelings of anxiety and depression and it can even cause psychotic breaks and learning will most assuredly be affected. Your memory building. You know, that's when you may start people often say things to me like, Oh gosh, I just can't seem to remember anything. And I always say, What's your diet like? You know, are you managing your toxic thinking? You know, so these are lifestyle issues and At this point, I just feel it's important to remind you that you can never just address anxiety and depression and and these feelings and, and learning issues and memory. These are not just some, these are symptoms of something that's going on in your life. So diet is a huge important part of this, but you do also have to address why you are feeling this depression and anxiety, what underlying toxic issues going on what issues with your learning or etc. is going on. And that's where I recommend my new app called Switch to help you to manage your toxic thinking. And my in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, I do address as well how to build your brain, how to improve your memory and your learning and make sure that you always work mind and brain, mind and physical, brain and body. So when I talk about diet, I'm talking about how to keep your physical brain and body healthy. And when I talk about the Switch app and these books and so on. I'm talking about how to keep your mind healthy. We have to address both. Then another thing that really gets damaged or messed up or messed with is the concept of neuroplasticity. Now, neuroplasticity is my thing. I just love the fact that as we think and feel and choose, we can actually change brain structure, that we have this ability to fix up toxic thoughts and, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. But your brain needs a little bit of help from from our diet and in order to make sure that this flexible ability of our brain works like it should. And one of the very important hormones for this is called BDNF, which which is short for brain derived neurotrophic factor, which is found in abundance in the brain and in the nervous system. And it's heavily involved in learning and memory and healthy aging and mental health and toxic stress resilience. And that means that if we don't have enough BD- BDNF, all these areas will be affected negatively. Your ability to think flexibly, your ability to remember what you've learned, your ability to process, your ability to age well, your ability to, to deal with, um, to build up your resilience. All these will be negatively affected if your BDNF levels drop. And excessive carbohydrates, especially of the processed kind from the modern American diet, food like products, etc., reduces BDNF in the body. And so when it comes to diet, it's very important to note that we that this that that we need to change this that one of the first signs of reduced BDNF is feelings of nagging depression and this inability to remember. So if you're feeling that, if you feel like a nagging depression and if you're feeling like suddenly your memory is just like, you know, going crazy, obviously we need to address the mind issue, but you could also consider the fact that your BDNF levels might be dropping off. Now don't be too quick to run out there and try and supplement. It's way better to do this through an overall diet change, which is eat real food mindfully. And I address this in my book, Think and Eat Yourself Smart. Another thing about excessive sugars is that they affect our hormones and hormones when bathed, hormones come from our endocrinological system and our endocrinological system and hormones do not do well at all when bathed in sugar. And when your hormones don't work well, your mood definitely will be affected your mental health definitely will be affected. In fact, when your hormone levels go crazy, you can feel kind of crazy. And so we need to be very careful of the impact that sugar has on hormones because hormones like good like actually like very little sugar and they like good fats. They don't like bad sugar and they don't like refa- refined fats. So the less sugar we have, the better when it comes to hormones. And because our brains are the first port of call when it comes to eating, which means that the brain takes the the best first 25% of food, high-carb foods can really impact on neurohormones and potentially set off a cascade of negative toxic stress reactions in the body, making your brain and body work against you instead of for you. So with each blood sugar spike, there is a crash triggering a totally abnormal reaction once again in your HPA axis, which has a lot to do with our influencing our cortisol levels, adrenaline and so on. And that kind of overall is going to affect your, your thinking, your cognition, your ability to switch between thoughts, your ability to actually understand what you're reading, what you're processing, what people are talking to you about, remembering what you've been told, and then also just being able to control the seesaw of emotions. And then just a couple more things that the excessive sugars from the MAD diet cause problems with, and that is with your neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are chemical substances that are released at the end of a nerve fiber in response to an electromagnetic impulse, which is what's happening all the time when you're thinking. So if you have a toxic thought and are eating toxic processed food, which is high in carbohydrates, the neurotransmitters can't respond like they should. And then you set up a negative feedback loop in your your brain. And by eating controlled carbs, you actually can allow the neurotransmitters to post to be stimulated correctly by the electromagnetic impulses. So bad thinking and toxic sugars affect the flow of electricity in your brain, the flow of chemicals in your brain, and the flow of energy in your brain that then affects how the neurotransmitters work.
1: Hi, I'm Dominique. I'm Dr. Leaf's second oldest child and her podcast editor. Like many other millennials, I'm critical of a lot of things. But let me tell you, my mom's stuff really works. Not only has she helped me navigate some really ugly breakups and deal with depression, but her techniques and tools have helped my friends deal with the really tough parts of life. Recently, a friend of mine was struggling with an eating disorder and really intense anxiety. She started using my mom's app. Switch and listening to a podcast, and called me up recently crying, telling me for once in her life, she no longer feels like hiding away from everyone and she no longer struggles with intense panic attacks. This is just one of the many testimonies to the effectiveness of my mom's work and research, but all of this requires resources clinical trials research app development all of these are not cheap and we need your help so if you believe in and have benefited by my mom's work like i have and want to help others around the world then please please donate today you can donate now at drleafresearch.com that's d-r-l-e-a-f as in fred research.com the link will also be in the notes as well thank you
0: So in summary, eliminating processed refined carbohydrates like those from the modern American diet and instead rather eating a real food diet that has controlled carbs mindfully can really improve your mental health dramatically by getting you back on track with more energy, more sharpness, more resilience, more cognitive flexibility, more fluency in your thinking, good memory, better control and processing of of things like depression and anxiety. Because remember, we have to process. We don't suppress depression and anxiety. We need to process it. But I can't tell you exactly how many carbs to eat. You're going to have to find this out, do your own research, do it through trial and error, speak to nutritionists. But for sure, research globally shows that the modern American diet, processed foods, excessive sugars are very, very damaging to the brain and the body and to mental health and learning. These are three things that you can do to boost your mental health. Remember when you're sitting, your taste buds work more effectively. You have this whole fantastic chemical reaction in your brain and your body that will increase the chemicals flowing through your body to increase your feelings of peace and calmness. And don't forget that when you're sitting, you're going to be communicating more effectively. So your deep, meaningful relationships will develop more effectively. You'll have better eye contact. And this in itself is a huge part of mental health. Secondly, don't forget to look after your gut microbiome, your little internal mental health therapists. They are extremely important for mental health and you can do this through eating a real food diet and supplementing at night time with prebiotic and probiotic food grade probiotics. Third thing, excessive carbs from the modern American diet or processed foods are very damaging to your brain in a multiplicity of ways. So eating a real food-controlled carb diet is extremely beneficial to your mental health and your learning ability. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful.